You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 29 West Tolpahawken Street. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. I want to pause here just to introduce to you Gwen. Dr. Gwen White is one of your pastors. She is a teaching pastor um, with us. And many of you know her already, of course. Um, and she has she's, star, she's the founder and director of Circle Counseling, which has helped um, many of us and many others, countless others across Philadelphia and South Jersey. And she does a lot to um, care for and tend to the life of our church. Um, but more personally, I have experienced her as one of, um, like Elizabeth, like Megan was talking about. She is in many ways like a doula, um, tending to um, the birth of what's happening um, in me and in our church as a whole. So I'm really grateful to have her here um, to speak to us. Come on up, Gwen. Nothing better than watching life form. So, thank you. That was a lovely introduction. Oh, yeah. You guys are challenging my eyes. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm all right. Uh, so, the question that, that was posed as the pastors were thinking through how to work our way again through Advent to allow it to hit us anew for this week, particularly with Mary and Joseph, the, the piece of that dialogue that really struck me was this question, how do we wait for deliverance through terrifying times? And maybe it's because I'm getting older, but the times seem more terrifying to me than before in my life. Um, and so whatever is causing you terror the, the good news is that I think tonight's story, I hope, speaks into that. Many years ago, I thought it was a few years ago, to be honest with you. I, I love to speak about Mary, so I gathered a whole bunch of art about this moment when the angel speaks to Mary. When I got back into my archive, I discovered that just the few years ago that I thought was 2005. So <laughs> I'm bringing you art. Uh, this is a favorite of so many of us. It was a part of the daily prayer even today. It draws me to this place to wonder again what it was like for Mary, and artists over the centuries have wondered with us. So I hope that these images help you consider deeply how God is with us, how Emmanuel is here, and what our response to that might be. So this is certainly a story of fear. I think we could even say it's a story of terror. Let's remember the famous circumstances of this visitation. Mary is a young, unwed virgin. To announce the pregnancy as she must, one possible result is that she would be condemned and killed. Another is that her betrothed Joseph deserts her and she has no means of income. Then let's remember the follow-up. She gives birth after laboring on a donkey 
For those of you who have never given birth, this is not the way to labor. She's doing this because of an oppressive government that demands that she journey regardless of her condition. There certainly are touchstones that we can have with this sort of thing. Then let's remember that after the birth, she goes to the temple as custom requires of her, and an old man comes up to her and prophesies that her soul will be pierced. He's right. Also in the child's early life, she and Joseph have to flee to a foreign country as refugees as Herod's men come to slaughter all the baby boys. Mary certainly knew something about terror and about waiting for deliverance through it. So let's see if we can learn from her. What might have been Mary's first reaction? Did she hide behind her habits? Here she's hiding behind a book. I love this image. I think it's so evocative. Um, how young and vulnerable Mary looks here. Just a school kid. And what about her culture? What about our culture? Did it dominate her experience somehow? I know my openness to experiencing God had to change over the years. I had to grow away from the cultural overlay to become more aware of God's efforts to speak to me. It was terrifying to let go of my image of myself and live into the call God placed on me. It still is at times. The oppressive systems of our culture still press in on us. The darkness is still real and present. So we still must learn to wait for deliverance right through terror. One might say, if you're afraid, you're on the right track to meet God. In the simplest of terms, what Mary did was offer space. That's kind of captured my attention. She said yes to God by consenting to God's invasion of sorts. She offered her body, herself. She offered space. I've come back to this over and over again over the years, that I, I really regard Mary as the first Christian. She was the first to give Jesus space to live inside her. And so this relationship began. It wasn't about presenting a good image. That option was out for Mary from the start. It wasn't about achieving moral or spiritual depth. It wasn't about gaining skill or having beauty or any achievements of any kind or any amount of hard work. Giving space. What might this mean if we want to learn with Mary how to wait for deliverance through the terrors of our world in this day? I have a couple of ideas about that, but I really hope that you will try to think through that question because I'm going to give you a chance to talk in a minute here. So let me repeat that. What might giving space mean if we want to learn from Mary 
about how to wait for deliverance through times of terror. So think about offering God space, about being with God and God being with you, with us, while we look at some more of, of these images and the, of the angels and Mary. I'm indebted to Loretta Ross Gatto and her book, Letters from Holy Ground, for some of these ideas. Mary said yes and offered her body, her womb, to God. It's so visceral, and this helps me when I'm terrified. I need to remember that God knows about bodies very, very well. I can attend to my body with a few deep breaths to slow down my terrified heart rate. Fear not is embedded in the midst of this entire story as terror is laced through it over and over. So God is there reminding Mary that she can trust through the terror. So God, okay, here's my emptiness. That's basically what Mary offers her emptiness, and she waits in that. These images I find oddly terrifying. They just seem like the artist was trying to capture the magnitude and the grandeur of these moments. It's absolutely surreal that God wanted to come as a tiny, fragile human baby. We just can't forget this. Frederick Buechner famously, I'll, I'll never forget this from the first time I read it so many, many decades ago now, God with a skull you could crush with your hand. But this is the central fact of our faith. God wants to come through us, fragile little us. I like the chunkiness of this image, this depiction. It's sort of vague lines and bold colors push me to think beyond the lines. There were external terrors and darkness that Mary and Joseph faced as a result of Mary's opening space for God. That's the basics, right? But there were also internal terrors Mary had to face. Mary had to enter virgin territory. The pun speaks the truth in this case. No one else could advise her about what to do next. Megan reminded us of how affirming it was for Mary to visit Elizabeth, to have another human being recognize her condition and recognize it with joy, recognize it for what it was, God at work in a miraculous way, in a terrifyingly different way than ever was conceived of. No one could advise Mary about what was next. She had to decide what God wanted, and then she had to do it. She had to validate her own experience and tell others, and then keep living it. These are lessons for us, I think. Make space, embrace your own experience, Live into what's next. Let's grow, let it grow within you. Just keep going. 
measure it against the scripture, that's kind of our historical record, measure your experience, as Mary tried to measure hers, I think. Mary sings some of the scripture when she meets Elizabeth, remember. Measure your experience against tradition, what other Christians or other faithful people have known. Measure it with your intellect, do all of that. Counsel from wise friends, that's good, as Elizabeth served Mary. But finally, it is we who must know and must say yes to God and make the best of it from there. Make literal space in us, in our schedules, with our very bodies. To conceive is a verb. It's an action word. The Latin derivation actually means to seize or take hold of. Take hold of what you have received from the living God. Paradoxically, it's an action of opening, an action of receiving that which is within us. It's not our own effort that makes it so. Mary sat there and said yes, and it all started happening. That's really countercultural for us. And I think if we pause, we'll know again how deeply challenging that is. Even the laziest among us still expects I'm going to have to do something with my life. And this message is, no, you're going to have to receive the living God. You're going to have to make space and open up and let God act. It is terrifying. So blessed are all of us virgins in this room, male and female, young and old, who believe God will fulfill what he promises. To parallel what Mary heard from Elizabeth, I hope I can function as your Elizabeth tonight. We are blessed as we believe God and as we believe that God will fulfill what God promises. The Christmas story is all about receiving. Honestly, we're just not good at this. I don't think any of us are good at this. We don't like to receive so much. Makes us feel indebted, makes us feel uncomfortable. Rod and I just celebrated 44 years of marriage this week. It was a great, fun time, anniversary, yeah. Uh, I think it took me at least the first 20 years of being married to him to even begin to dent my disbelief that he loved me. I resisted that he loved me for year after year. I needed proof over and over. I couldn't believe it without wrestling with it. I feared it wouldn't last. I feared it just wasn't true. William Willimon wrote, it's tough to be on the receiving end of love. I think that's part of what I was struggling with even in the marriage. 
it certainly is tough to be on the receiving end of love. There's something that we feel that we have some control over if we're giving to the other, right? I'm, I'm in the position of power. We like to think of ourselves as givers. Certainly, a part of the Christian message is that we're called to give. But it's this very different kind of giving. This giving space to God first. This giving of our emptiness. This receiving in to our very being. Something from way out there. Christmas is the story of God giving us what we didn't know to want. A baby who is God come down. John Wesley wrote, nothing is more repugnant to capable, reasonable people than grace. So what do we do when we feel deeply afraid? How do we wait for deliverance through terror? We've had a rush of trauma research in psychology in recent decades. We've finally woken up to the fact that bodies, including brains, react to terrifying events and need to recover. Terror emanates from believing that we are alone and facing overwhelming events. That's the definition. It emanates from believing we are alone and facing overwhelming events. We act out of the hidden unconscious terror that we have to save ourselves by ourselves. That's what it is to be terrified. But God has been very, very clear. It's a false assumption on our part that supports this terror response in our bodies. Mary was able to overcome it. Joseph with her. We can too. Jesus reminds us, you can do nothing without me. Nothing. God doesn't need me to act or to do or to make something happen. What Advent reminds us, and I hope the Spirit speaks into us anew tonight, is simply this. What God seeks is a willing womb, an open space right inside us. Mary offered space. She believed she was loved and chosen for the act of receiving, and she said yes. This consent is the way before us. God, give us the courage to make space so that you can grow inside us this Christmas. Amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.